It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. You guys had to have armed security mm-hmm. because somebody broke into your house. Yeah. So what happened there? Yeah, I had multiple. Um, they had a lot of different people trying to break into the house the days after it happened. And 95% of the fans and people out there at Oklahoma or anybody else are great. But yeah. you, you typically always have that, that percentage that, that at times take it too far. Obviously, this was one of those instances. I heard you got packages and then they got your nine-year-old's number um like what was the scariest part for you yeah it was my family's safety i didn't care about the house i didn't care about anything else just their safety and we thought we were gonna because we wanted the girls to be able to finish out school um just for because the semester was almost over and as that stuff transpired we said no we got to get them the hell out of here as fast as we can oh boy here we go again This was supposed to be a normal Wednesday where we look ahead to OU and Tulsa, and we'll do that plenty today. Look ahead to the upcoming slate of the college football weekend, and then, well, old Muleshoe does another interview. He goes on another podcast, and he continues to try and tell us his side of the story over and over and over and over again, even with some new allegations this time, Travis, that... Apparently, more than one uh, fan person here locally tried to break into his house immediately after uh, he uh, he accepted the USC job offer. Yeah, he he just threw a he just threw a lot at us today, huh? Just in- interesting interesting about, timing, man. First, we're hearing about this that people were multiple times trying to break into his home, that people were threatening his family, that he didn't feel like. Two years later, we're hearing about all this. You, you'd think that you would hear about this quickly you also he lived at the back of probably the most secure neighborhood in the entire city of norman like the it this this would have this would have come up there would have been police reports there would have it would have been in the news it would have been all of that stuff like making this up i just don't get it i don't get why he can't stop talking about us like it's it is it's really weird and the thing is what's the bad thing that's about to happen is it hey release it during the bye week because we're not going to be in the news hey are we about to have another decommit hey what like like there's every time tyler we hear from this guy something bad has happened in the program and it's being used as a distraction i'm not sure it's going to be the thunder are going to be nearing the end of their 2050 contract and lincoln riley we will still be putting out something that says oh we have the exclusive on the last days of norman like shut up dude there there's an element to this that really pisses me off and it was my initial reaction when I listen to this today, and look, I don't know for sure. I don't know with 100% certainty that there weren't people that tried to break, in, break into Lincoln Riley's home. I'll say this, Travis, and I think you, you basically said the same thing, is in a community like Norman, I felt like we would have heard about that, or at least one person trying to do so, right? 
but I, I've never I've never once heard that. I have heard that there were at least um, there was at least police like in the neighborhood around the area making sure that that didn't happen. But I've never once heard that there were multiple people trying to break into his house. But this is what really pisses me off about all of this is that it paints a certain picture of the OU fan base to people nationally. And he did say in that same audio clip that, hey, 95% of all fans are great, you know, all this. But, dude, you know exactly what people are going to do with that nationally. And it pisses me off that he paints the OU fans in a way that they would go and try and rob some dude's house after he takes the USC job. Was everyone upset about it in the moment? Yeah, I mean, obviously we were all upset about it in the moment. But I think we've moved on. I don't think he has. And for him, close to two years after the fact, to paint OU fans this way is... It's a douche move, man. I, it, I, I just think it's so, so childish. I think it's so embarrassing for him. All of it, I, I hate every single bit of this, man. I, I think it's ridiculous. Well, because that's the problem, right? Like, we can sit here and say, no, it didn't happen, no, it didn't happen, but... I mean, of course we're going to say that. And, of course, he's going to say that. It's a he said, she said type situation. And, you know, somebody hit the text line a little bit earlier and said, so your goal was to keep your family safe, so you moved them from Norman, Oklahoma to Los Angeles? Seriously. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but but that's the thing. It's it's the victim mentality. Oh, my gosh, I was treated so poorly, all this kind of, like, stop it. Like, just just cut it out, man. Like, it's... Again, we're going to say it didn't happen, but of course, USC fans, any coaches, uh, you know, that are trying to recruit against us, anything like that. Oh man, got to worry about those fans. They broke into a house. No, no, there, there, Tyler, there would have been evidence. We would have heard about this, you know, more two in years ago. In a community ago, we like this, this, Travis, in a community like Norman, Oklahoma, we would have heard at least Jeez. like a, a hint or a rumor that this. At least, I, I've never heard that one person ever did this. And again, I can't 100% confirm that it never did. My point is, is in a community like Norman, we would have heard about this 18 up. months after. Yeah, exactly. And that whole... It would have come up. I don't know when this interview was taped. Maybe it was taped yesterday and it was released today. Maybe it was taped in the August during the summer and it was just released. I, I don't really know. But the whole thing was... Woe is me, I don't love the spotlight, I couldn't even go out anywhere when I was a Norman, and a big selling point for me was that I could blend in with everyone in L.A., and how much better L.A. is, how much better it is for my family. That's fine, man, like, great, you made a move that obviously, or at least what you're telling us, it's better for you personally, it's better for your family, then why do you keep bringing this up, man? We're not bringing it up anymore, like I told Parker last hour... We make fun of him because it's a lot of fun and we do a radio show. We make fun of him from time to time, but we're still not sitting here just upset and mad and just everything that happened. He is the one that continues to bring it up. So if you're so happy in L.A. and if your family's just so much more comfortable, I'm glad, Lincoln, that you can go to Trader Joe's now with your wife. That's awesome. Thank you for telling me that. Quit bringing this up, man, on podcasts, on television, if you're just so much happier. Move on, dude. Right, and that's what that's what bugs me is the, you know, I didn't care about the house. I just care about the safety of my family. Painting OU fans as people who would hurt his family, that, hurt and his that pisses children. me off. That, that 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 there are some crazies out there. I will acknowledge that there's crazies everywhere, but painting the OU fan base like that is wrong. I I hate that. That really makes me mad. His, 
to hurt his young children. Went on, went on this podcast and intimated that OU fans were going to hurt his young children. What a punk loser. Yeah. What an absolute punk loser. Because here's the thing. It's, it's one thing. Like I said, take another job. Who cares? Take another job. I don't hear Brian Kelly saying all this stuff about Notre Dame. No, I hear him talking about his football team. And it's just with him, he cannot, he cannot just stop talking about it. And, and that's the thing. And I hope people see through it because if, if you, if you believe, if just a reasonable person were to hear this and say, do you feel that OU fans were out to hurt Lincoln Riley's young elementary school age no. children? I mean, and like, it's just sickening because Tyler, guess what? You and I were going to get on here today and, we're, and talk about SMU and talk about the play calling and talk about maybe if we we're vanilla and not. We're going to talk about Tulsa. We're going to talk about the exciting things going on with Oklahoma football right now. But instead, we've got to call out this loser that won't shut up about Oklahoma. Yeah, it's just uh, look, man. Are we passionate around here? Yes. Are we a little bit crazy around here at times? Yeah, that's that's also true as well. But I I just I've lived here my entire life. I know the people of the state. I know the people of this community. Like I said, there are some crazies out there just like everyone else. Hell, there's way more in L.A. than there is here locally. I can tell you that much. No one is out to hurt a child because Lincoln Riley left to go to USC. And to even say that out loud, say that publicly with everything else that was said in that 50-second soundbite really pisses me off, man, to paint OU fans that way because it's completely false and it's completely unfair. Gunny says, I'd cut his toes off but would never touch his wife or kids. I don't hate them. (laughs) So, yeah. Thank you, Gunny. There, there's the little bit crazy side there, but we're not going to hurt your family. What, what are we? What are we doing here? What are we talking about? And I've yet to see any yeah. proof. Yet to see any proof that any of those allegations actually happened. Yeah, I mean, it's. How about this? After this first segment, can we? ignore that loser that's out there on the I, West well, Coast. I, I, tried, yeah, I tried to. I mean, do I root against him on Saturdays? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, no, yes, again, no, we put no, fun. I, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally yeah, down yeah, yeah. for that. He's he's the one. He, I'm not comparing the two situations, though there are some similarities. But it does feel very – it feels very Kevin uh, Durant level right now in that in the years after he left OKC, he was kind of the one that kept bringing it up. Uh, there were burner accounts. There were just things that were said on a podcast. Like he couldn't. I don't know if these two guys are not secure with their decision, and they keep having to bring it up. But those two guys specifically, in terms of sports moves we've seen, where they can't just move on and and, and just kind of let go of things, they're very similar in that regard. And I think he's. I think Lincoln, as much as he tells us how much he loves USC, he's still obviously really struggling with all of that. But I mean, that's fine. Yeah. You, you know, struggle with it. It was your decision. You know, you're a man. Deal with it that way. Don't drag OU fans under the bus and Oklahomans. That's you don't do that, man. I wonder if he filmed like 15 of these, and anytime anything bad happens or they need some attention, he just he just tells Clark, "Hey, go ahead and uh, go ahead and drop number nine. Go ahead and drop number 12." Yeah, I just uh, what a what a way to start the day is to uh, to watch Jeez. that podcast today, man. Hey, uh, I do uh, appreciate you filling in on uh, locked in today. Very much. Uh, Appreciate it after yeah. the, the root canal. I actually feel um, I, I asked you to do it yesterday, and you said yes, of course. I didn't know if I'd be back in time, but thanks to uh, Brandon Rogers, who is an OU grad and a big fan of the Sooners, 
at Oklahoma Indodonics in OKC, I'm uh, I'm good to go. Cherokee Sooner asked me earlier on the text line how high I am right now after the uh, after the visit. I am only high on ibuprofen and Tylenol. That's it. Thanks, thanks to uh, Brandon. I uh, I feel 100. percent He saved my uh, he saved my week. That's for sure. I, I had to be ready to go for Tulsa Day and. Thanks to Brandon, I'm all good now. But thanks for uh, thanks for filling in on lockdown. Very very much appreciated. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Uh, anytime anytime I get to talk a little OU football, man, I'm I'm ready to jump in. Uh, okay, let's let's hit a few let's hit a few texts here. We'll hit a break, and then we'll get to this OU Tulsa game coming up this weekend. From the nine one eight, the talk just needs to stop, and OU USC needs to match up in the Rose Bowl. Lincoln Riley versus Brent Venables. And at the end of the game, Brent Venables needs to go to his presser and say, quote, can we take a moment of silence for Lincoln and USC for getting murdered today, end quote. We'd really be rooting for, uh, if that game ever happens, we'd really be rooting for Brent if OU were to win that game to say something after, right? And you know, yeah. we talked about it for 18 months, what that matchup would be like, how much hate would be in the air from OU fans, but... Especially after today, I wonder if there'd be more hate in the air for that game than there's than there's ever been because nobody's forgotten about it, and he's not letting anybody forget about the what 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 happened. Well, between now and then, there's going to be 15 more exclusive interviews of him detailing his departure. So, uh, it's yes, we will be plenty worn out of it, even more so than we are now. Dallas Bill says the thing about any fans in Oklahoma, whether OU State or Tulsa. These people here would jump in front of a speeding car to save a kid, not harm them. Lincoln is no class. And that's, that's pretty much what I'm saying, Dallas Bill. I've lived here my entire life, and I, I agree with all that. Uh, Captain Willard has to be more than just recruiting. There is something to this. I guess we'll find out here shortly. Uh, 918, that's the bad thing. Yes, he said 95% of all fans are good, but he knows that's not the headline that's going to be picked up and spread across the media it's going to be Riley left early because OU fans broke into his home and threatened his kids. POS. And as you can imagine, we're getting a whole lot of POS text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line right now. They are uh, flooding in, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I mean, because, again, because everybody feels the same way. And I think even the most petty of OU fans uh, or hosts, such as perhaps Mike Steely, they, they don't bring him up at every turn. They, it, we're focused on this team. We're focused on having a much improved defense, on to the SEC, on to Tulsa, after that on to Cincinnati, all this. We don't want to sit up here and talk about this every day, right? Like, it's just – I just hope – I hope this is the – I know it's not, but I hope this is the last time that we have to hear from Lincoln Riley about his departure. We've heard everything that there is to hear. Even yeah. now we're hearing stuff that didn't even happen. Yeah, took 18 months to come out. Awesome. Probably not the last time, though, we'll hear about it. All right, let's let's uh, let's look ahead to this team. OU Tulsa, 2.30 coming up on Saturday, 2.30 on ESPN2. We'll talk about that. We'll look at this team and a whole lot more coming up next. Right here on The Ref for the homeless Sooner fans. The word is spreading, and The Ref. Tonight and sleeping over. Hey, uh, remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, who is at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa today. We'll hear what's going on at Ash Cigar Bar here in a few minutes. But it's OU and Tulsa, 230 ESPN2. OU still a 27.5-point favorite over the Golden Hurricane. Last week, all the storylines were about the defense. All the storylines this week about the OU offense after what happened against SMU and the Jeff Levy storylines, everything else, I, I think it might be. And one position that I want to see play a lot better, play a lot more consistent, I'm looking at the OU offensive line on Saturday, man. Not the toughest test they'll have from here on out, but that, that old line's got to gel together, play more consistently than maybe they have uh, the first two weeks. Certainly uh, better than they played against SMU. Yeah, and Walter Rouse touched on it and said, look, I mean – it was a it was a wake up call, man. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you forget. Maybe you just look at the the logo and say, "Ah, SMU, what are we doing here?" They're they're an offensive uh, football team. You know, they got, you know, the the offensive coach out of Miami. They've been all about offense. They've been, you know, they were 14th ranked scoring uh, offense in the country last year. You know, Lashley's had big offenses everywhere he's went, and maybe they just underestimated him, which which isn't great. Um, but the wake-up call, I know Savion Bird got a wake-up call when he got benched. Oh, and, did uh, he ever, yeah. Yeah, so with that, I mean, the nice thing is the offensive line had a bad day and they still only gave up one sack. Um, you know, didn't have a ton of pressures. They didn't have time, but everything was quick. Again, it was I, – I saw something interesting, actually, Tyler, and, you know, about the, the play calling. One – I do refuse to believe that Jeff Levy didn't dial up any deep shots or or didn't want to dial up any deep shots. This man, when he got to Oklahoma, his favorite hashtag was hashtag score from far. I mean, the, the whole offense last year, no matter who we were playing, it was deep shots. Whether we were playing good, bad, nothing, it was deep shots. This year against Arkansas State, deep shots. And part of me, it, it has to be with my tinfoil hat securely you know, secured to my head, it had to have been on purpose. It, like I said, it, it just simply had to be. And and I do think they were dropping safeties, they were keeping everything in front of them, and he basically told Dylan, hey, take what's there, man. Take what's there. You know, like with, with the rotations and how out of whack they seemed against SMU, it almost feels like with all the uncertainty of who's going to play, how much are they going to play, talking about running backs and wide receivers. It almost feels like we're all the way back to the first game of the season again. We're, we're going in this game trying to guess, well, how much do you think Petaway's going to play? You think Nick Anderson's going to get a shot? You think Jaden Gibson's going to play? What, what's, going to, what's going to happen at the running back position? I mean, we know who the starting quarterback's going to be. I think Savion Bird will be a starter again on Saturday. But what the rotation looks like at running back and wide receiver after last week, it's... To me, man, it's probably the most intriguing part of this game. I've got, I've got another theory, Tyler. You know, Ty, uh, Teddy had said, you know, the issue for SMU is going to be depth, right? He said the depth, you know, their initial defensive line is really good. His, uh, I don't know, his prediction, Tyler, was that we would go side to side a ton and make them pursue side to side. Well, I, I have a theory. We were struggling. In, in giving Dylan some time to sit back there and, and, and try and take some deeper shots, what if we put our two biggest and most brutal backs 
in the game and ran them up the middle at that defensive line over and over, wearing them down, because then at the end of the game, what did we do? Dylan went 8 for 10 with two touchdowns, and we got out of there with a cover. I mean, maybe they just used those guys as battering rams for three quarters and, uh, and, and soften them up and then allow Dylan to take shots in the fourth quarter. I don't know. Conspiracy theory? Absolutely. But that's just me trying to make uh, heads or tails of this, man. Well, as, uh, as confused or as uh, how much we're wondering, like, what's going to happen on Saturday, and, and not that you needed to throw Tulsa off the off the scent here. You're a much better team than uh, TU is, but I, I, I wonder, like, their game plan, what they're thinking going into this game, you know? Like, do they have a pretty good idea of what they're going to see personnel-wise from the OU offense, play call-wise from the OU offense, or are they just confused and wondering as much as we are? I, I, I bet that they're probably kind of sitting there this week saying we could. There, there is a there are many different things that could happen, and we're not we're not sure what's going to be the case. But, but I, 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 I gotta mean, think, man, I gotta think the they're going to throw a lot more deep balls than than what they threw on Saturday. I just I gotta believe that it's it's too big. It's too. It's such a big part of their offense. I don't think they'll completely abandon it for back-to-back weeks. Yeah, I don't think they will either. I mean, given the opportunity, I think they'll take them, and given the pro- protection, I think they'll take them. But also, if they want to drop two safeties the whole time and they want to give our athletes chances underneath to try and make a play, I, I do think it's something that that Levy's not going to force just to make the fan base happy, right? I mean, if it if it's a situation where They'll give up, you know, singles and doubles all day, and and we just are are craving that home run. I don't think they're going to look at it and say, "Well, we got to make all of our fans happy. We got to do this." No, they want to try and score points and win the game. So I, I think there's there's a couple of things, Tyler, with like with the defense in week one, right? What did we hear about? Right, we heard about oh, not getting enough quarterback pressure. We heard about oh, well, not uh, you know, not. We didn't have a high tackle total for guys like Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman and a lot of these guys. Well, people complained about those stats, but we held them below 50% completion percentage, held them below 50 yards rushing. We held them to, like, what, 2 of 15 or 2 of 14 on third down. We didn't give up any points, and we we held them out of the red zone the entire time. So I guess to say, to say all that, I'm saying let's focus on the results and not exactly how the sausage is made, right? Like, would I like to see deeper shots? Sure. But if we go in there and we put up, you know, 40 points and don't take a deep shot, it, it, I mean, the goal is to score. I don't, I sure. don't necessarily I, care how you do it. I don't think that they need to – I don't think Jeff Levy needs to worry about, hey, we need to call this many deep balls so the fan base is happy. My point, like, the deep ball is going to be a big part of this offense once they get into the tougher games of the year. Um, I would I, – I just want to see deep balls. I think that they need to at least show some deep balls during games – just to kind of get that feel out there early in the year. You know what I mean? Like the deep balls were good against Arkansas State, um, but maybe just some more continuity of that. I, I think they know who their deep deep ball guy is going to be, but you can practice it all you want. I think there's, there's just different about having it in a game day element. You know, just having that confidence with Dylan Gabriel, Andrew Anthony, whoever else they want to use. It's just, it's just nice to see those completed in a game, I guess, here moving forward, especially before you get to the Cincinnati and Texas game. But... I, yeah, and I think I mean, when they're attempted, they've, they've been completed, right? I mean, he had those two kind of underthrows. Obviously, I think one resulted in the uh, pass interference. I think a lot of that is getting used to kind of Andrew Anthony's speed. Um, but with that, he's been accurate down the field. He was really accurate 
against SMU. He had 70% completion percentage, and I went back on the rewatch. I, I rewatched the game twice and counted five drops. I mean, that's a pretty significant drop rate. Andrew Anthony had two hit him in the or one hit him in both hands, and then you know you had two that were one hand. You've got the Gavin Freeman drop. You had you had Marcus Major with a drop. I mean, there was there was a situation where if if the receivers just caught the ones that hit him in the hands, we're talking about Dylan through two games having like a eighty two percent completion percentage. Yeah. Frisco sooner. I think Saturday is going to be the breakout game for Gavin Sawchuk. I think this is the week. Obviously, that depends on his uh, his usage uh, usage on Saturday, right? I don't think they're going to stop giving the ball to to um, to Tawie Walker, especially the number of carries he got last week. I'm sure Marcus Major is going to be involved in the offense. I'm sure Barnes is going to be involved in the offense. But if I had to guess, I would I would guess that Sawchuck is uh, involved a little bit more on Saturday. Does he get 15 carries? Probably not. Travis, if I had to guess, I'm going to say. He gets somewhere around six, seven carries this week for Sawchuck. So many other backs in the rotation yeah, right I think, now. I think it's up there, and I thought you brought up a, a good question uh, a little bit earlier in this segment saying, you know, what what is Kevin Wilson thinking that he might see, that his defense might see uh, from Oklahoma this week? Tyler, we don't even know what we might see. That's and what I'm we, we talk How about this know? stuff every single day. And that's what's fascinating is you've got, I could be convinced, Tyler, that any one of four running backs in week three will have the most carries. That's insane. I mean, thinking about that, like before the season started, we thought, okay, you know, this week one depth chart, uh, it's kind of interesting. Let's see how it kind of plays out in the first week, and then maybe second week we'll get some clarity. Tyler, you could you could convince me. They might all have even even odds. Uh, obviously, Tawi Walker probably probably the best odds, but it would not shock me in our post game uh, chicken and the wolf uh, on Saturday for us to say, "Man, Javante Barnes uh, led the way with uh, 15 carries or something like that." That's that's what's truly fascinating. Scary Gary says, "Catch me in my Tulsa season ticket seats with my Sawchuck jersey on." I think there's a decent amount of OU fans that bought Tulsa season tickets, or at least the buy one get two free whatever ticket package they had to to be in the stadium on Saturday. What, what do we think the crowd split's going to be? 90-10? 90% OU fans? Starting to feel like uh, a good number. Yeah, it it really feels like it's going to be up there. And and like I mean, I I I was watching those TU pregame interviews and and, and first of all, I was watching those Speaking of the not, you know, talking about Lincoln anymore, one of the local Tulsa guys that I do actually like a lot asked uh, asked Simpson, our former offensive lineman, so what was it like when Lincoln Riley left? What was that? What was that day like? Like, dude, this guy plays for TU. Interesting. This was 18 months ago. What are you doing in a press conference asking him about yeah. that? Like before the we, uh, like, before the podcast it. was even released today, right? This was this was yesterday, right. correct? Yeah. Right. Like. Like and that's the thing, but in that same, in that same, uh, you know, media availability, it was like I said, it was funny when they asked, "So, what's it going to be like first sellout? You know, since what 2009? What's it going to be like having all those fans behind you?" And and the TU players are going, "Well, you know, they'll be big, you know, for us when we make a big play, having that place full and loud for us." I wanted to say, <laughs> "Oh, my sweet summer child, yeah. my sweet summer child, they're not here for you." Uh, it'll be loud, all right, but not when you guys make a big play on Saturday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
It'll be loud. It'll be loud. But, hey, it's good for – Kevin Wilson brought it up, man. Like, it's good for Tulsa to play these games. He was very, very appreciative, uh, vocally appreciative to uh, Joe Castiglione for wanting to play the game in Tulsa, understanding that it's good for the Tulsa brand. They're trying to up their enrollment. They have the smallest enrollment in the entire FBS, Tyler, yep. behind, and behind – Army, Air Force, Navy, and Rice. They have the smallest. So pretty fascinating. They're trying to get their enrollment numbers up, and that's why they're playing these big games, man. You have to you have to get that brand out there in some way or another. Scary Gary says it'll be 99% uh, OU fans there on Saturday. Tulsa Boomer says 70-30 because TU only has 30% capacity for most home games. Zane says, what's the receiver's name that transferred from Texas where is he in the mix? Uh, you are thinking of Brennan Thompson, and Brennan Thompson is sidelined right now. So doesn't feel like we're going to see him. At least for uh, a few more soon. weeks. Yeah. yeah. At least for a few more weeks. And that's what's funny because, Tyler, I went to the, the opener, the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff opener at Tulsa. That was a Thursday night game. I went there, Tyler, and I saw probably – just myself, I probably saw 30, 40 people wearing OU gear. And I was like, wow. oh, my gosh. this You're like, Two OU is playing guys. and people are showing up to TU games. Well, scouting. they We're bought scouting those them. season that's, ticket packages to that's, get to the OU game. So they thought, oh, we got a free uh, free night here. What was that on Thursday night, I think? Let's just show up to the TU game. Yeah, free Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. But, yeah, it, it'll be – it's got to be – 80%, 75%, 80% OU fans. Chris, that, again, that's what made me smile. Chris and Lindsay says it'll be 69% OU fans. I knew we would get that at some point. Thank you, Chris and Lindsay, for uh, coming through. And a reminder, pregame and postgame, Saturday for OU and Tulsa, Travis and I will be at Chicken and the Wolf. I mean, just steps away from Chapman Stadium. So if you're going up to the OU-Tulsa game, uh, come by, join us. Uh, Travis teasing earlier, I heard him. We're not going to say who the special guest is in postgame, but well worth your time to come by or listen to the postgame show to see what it is. A, um, a, a certain clue will be uh, unveiled. <laughs> I'm not going to say any more than that, but a special guest coming up on postgame from Chicken and the Wolf. We'll see you there on Saturday and Tulsa Day as well coming up on Friday. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More OU football next right here on The Ref. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. The changing season is here, and if you're ready for a change, check out the 2023 Buick Envisions. Take up to 5,250. It is the rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davis, and this hour is brought to you by Cavens Group. If you have an emergency, 24 hours a day, they're on the call. Give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. Cavens Group, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048, or call them in Tulsa as well, 918-282-7612. 918-282-7612, or CavensGroup.com. We were teasing a very special guest in our postgame show from Chicken and the Wolf on Saturday. Uh, first-time texter from the state of Colorado, 720, says, Plot twist, the special guest for the postgame show is Lincoln Riley. I don't know if we have um, – do we have enough cash to He's have that much buy. security? Do we, can we get that much security on hands if Lincoln were to stop by? I mean, th- this is a fan base that will apparently trash his house if he let us. I don't know. 
Golly, yeah, God, that's a that's that's a good text. I I I chuckled at that one. That was a uh, that was a good text. Yeah, it's hey, I'm excited. This this pregame postgame situation. I mean, if if Wilsons know this, elite. it is it is elite. He's gonna have the guy's name that owns it is Philip Phillips, and he uh, he's gonna have a smoker out there with whole chickens and whole chicken wings and. Uh, we're not. I just talked to him. They're not blocking off 11th, which is kind of a bummer. But no matter, there's plenty of cops out there directing traffic, everything like that. So definitely come out. the 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 trick is, and this is this is really the uh, the pro tip here: park in the neighborhood just south of 11th. So like you're going to be looking for um, some roads like Florence Florence Avenue. Things like that, like park in there and then walk, and you and and you'll meet us right there. So excited about that! And Tyler, I just sent off the uh, email. I believe we've got the post game show for Cincinnati Let's locked go. up as well. All so right, we'll keep sweet. you guys in tune on that. Hey man, we're the hey we're the home of Sooner fans, man. We need we're we're going to be at these games. I think we're locked up for Provo too. So look at us working ahead. How about that? Look at us. Look at us. Look uh, we, at us. We, we got a few uh, guesses here, and then we'll move on for the special guest on uh, on Saturday. Rocky Kalmus, special guest from the nine one eight four zero five says it's Doctor Phil. Four zero five says it's obviously Doctor Phil. What if I were to tell you for OU fans, this is way more relevant than Doctor Phil. Way more relevant than Philip McGraw. No, I'm serious. It, it is way more relevant hey. to you. Hey, it would be nice. Didn't he? He played football at TU, correct? I, 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 I. Is that I know he was from Tulsa or went to Tulsa at one point. I didn't. I didn't know he played for the Golden yeah, Hurricane. I think he played football to you. Maybe yeah. he's doing the coin toss on uh, on Saturday. I don't know. Uh, it's not Sean Kingston either, though he will be performing a free concert before the game on Saturday. So random. Yeah, this is the first time we've time. had to go up against uh, Sean Kingston. Luckily, he's only got two songs anybody's ever heard of. So we might have to start doing some bumper music of some Sean Kingston uh, throughout the week to, to try and uh, you just, drum up some excitement. You just told me he only has two songs, so that's half of an hour that we can, uh, <laughs> we can yeah. bump him in with, man. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Exactly. Um, I'm curious. Oh, they're, 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 the storylines this week are, again, I really – I, I would like the defense to play well. I would like them to look very similar to what they've looked the previous two weeks, and I think that they will. Like my my early week, midweek score, like I'm basing expectations or putting expectations on the defense now because I think they're a lot better. I was at forty five ten earlier in the week, and I'm still kind of there right now. But again, like the storylines really seem to be offensively. I'm curious what they even do with. Jackson Arnold in that quarterback power package. Is that something that we're going to see more and more of moving forward? Um, are they going to scrap that? Like, it, like, Do we see Jackson Arnold in that short yardage package that we saw last week? I, I would guess probably so, but how much more, how much less than last week? I am, I am confident that we will see it less. I'm confident that Jackson Arnold will actually throw the ball this week. Um, this is... You know, I think that's something you got to put on film. I, I know a lot of people were frustrated with that, saying, hey, you didn't even throw out of it. You didn't throw a wrinkle in there. You didn't do anything. Here's the thing. Like, it's not a wrinkle if you don't give a team, like, tape first. Seriously. Like, we had some things that we did, like that like that first touchdown pass where Andrew Anthony was wide open by 30 yards in each direction, it felt like. Like, that was a wrinkle because of something we had set up previously 
against Arkansas State. You don't do something and then immediately you, you need them studying something on film, thinking they know what's coming, and then do something different out of it. This isn't a situation like, you know, Eric Gray throwing a pass or, or you know, like anything like that. Like this is completely different than that. So I don't think we're going to see a ton of um, – uh, the jackhammer or whatever people are calling Have it now. Have we settled on that? Uh, is that, is that a thing s- now? Is that the official name of it? I, 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 I'm not sure. Apparently, I think Dylan said that they had a name for it internally, but they couldn't say it, um, so I doubt <laughs> nice. the FCC would let us say it. So I'll do some digging on that, and we'll, we'll, see, if I can, uh, we'll see if I can get some info on it. But, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think we see it a lot. I do think that um, Jackson Arnold will get probably – the fourth quarter in this one, maybe even third. And, and Tyler, maybe it's like we talked about earlier in the year, right? Didn't we say that we might see Jackson in when we were only up, I don't know, two scores or something like that? Actually give him something that has a little bit of pressure to it, not obviously putting him in, you know, down a score or anything, but like putting him in there where, where there's at least a little bit of pressure. I think, I think we might see that this week. What Travis is saying is, yes, OU will continue to run the Jackson Arnold quarterback power package uh, until the Texas game, and we'll see him do the Tebow jump pass around the goal line for a touchdown. That's when they'll unveil the wrinkle, correct? That's what you're saying? Yeah. Jump pass. Well, it's not a wrinkle anymore. Appreciate it, Tyler. That was between me and Jeff Levy. <laughs> Jim in Arlington, Jeez. yes. Uh, Jim in Arlington says, yes, JFA is a mobile quarterback. But he's not freaking Steve Owens. Quit using him like a Grandpa Grandpa Walton plow horse. Yeah, yeah. The dual threat, Tyler, is uh, is interesting because the dual would suggest that he does two things. Uh, So yes, uh, dual would mean let the kid throw too. Let the kid throw. Well, maybe they'll actually throw the deep ball with uh, Jackson Arnold in there with that uh, short yardage package. I don't know. D in Choctaw says, I have a name for it, the meh. And it's it's so interesting with how much everyone loves Jackson Arnold and how much, how excited they were to see him going into the year. Like We talked about it all offseason, the thought of Jackson Arnold being involved in this offense earlier. You know, Whether you love Dylan Gabriel, dislike uh, Dylan Gabriel, you were somewhere in the middle. It felt like everyone was still excited to see uh, Jackson Arnold utilized at some point in this offense early on, but it's pretty hot and cold as to how people feel about this uh, about this uh, quarterback power package, which is very unique. Normally, at the backup quarterback who had five stars is being involved, everybody loves it, but based on what happened on Saturday, some are saying, yeah, I wouldn't care too much if they scrapped it. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, they're putting something on film so they can wrinkle it later. It's the only thing that makes any sense, Tyler. The only thing that makes any sense. So, I mean, you might see something against Cincinnati, depending on how that game's going. You might see something against Texas, depending on that how that game's going. But again, you can't do a wrinkle. You can't. You can't do a wrinkle in the same game. You have to do it just like we did with getting Andrew Anthony open in the middle of the field. So. Have patience. Have patience. And, again, don't worry about how the sausage is made. Just if we score 40 or 50 points in this thing, don't turn around and start whining about how it got done. Sean says no jump passes versus Texas. Tried that last year. Also, no jet sweeps. That's just a personal With a running back. Yeah. Maybe they'll try a jump pass with a quarterback this time around because, yeah, Sean, that one got uh, intercepted in the end zone. 
It's not great. Do you have speaking of uh, speaking of jet sweeps? Do you have the uh, Do you have the audio from Casey Woods? I think I sent you that video earlier today. I know you've had your dental situation going on about uh, about all their gadget plays that they played at SMU and why they didn't work. Twenty eight. I, I I I don't have it. I did see you that you yep. tweeted it out. If, if that's what you tweeted out earlier today, I did see that. Basically saying um, Stutzman was a real issue for everything they were trying to do, which would make sense. Well, it's they, they, they said uh, Casey Woods, the offensive coordinator for SMU, um, had had said, "Hey, we're you know obviously they tried flea flicker, fumble ruski, jet sweep, reverses, everything like that." And he was like, "Yeah, twenty eight. I think he had seventeen tackles, and he uh, he sniffed out everything uh, that our other opponents haven't done." So uh, sorry, you just said jet sweep, and it triggered that in my mind. Well, triggers a lot of thing in my mind, mostly the Rose Bowl, to be honest with you. 405-651-3439. We'll uh, get to more college football, more OU football next right here on The Ref. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. When it comes to operating your business, time is money. And the last thing you need is something else to take up your time. Like managing Org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Uh, Travis, I have an amazing slash embarrassing stat for you, or at least embarrassing for one particular college football program. They had a great win Last weekend in Tuscaloosa, Texas is favored by 29 at home against Wyoming on Saturday. So you would think Texas would win and start the season 3-0 and um, this Saturday. Now, if I'm right, if Texas is to beat Wyoming at home on Saturday, it will be the first time since 2012 since Texas has started 3-0 and in a season. 3-0, and man! Not like six Jeez. and zero halfway, like to get basically out of the non-conference slate undefeated, which isn't that difficult. Oh, you did it last year, and they were six and seven team. It's been over a decade, well, over a decade since Texas started three and zero. Well, and they've had you know LSU on their schedule, Alabama on their schedule, but they've also had Maryland, Cal, um, Notre Dame oh, during who that some time. Of the other ones that beat them. Ole right, Miss. but some of the other ones that beat them that were no Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, that that's what's funny is like BYU, Maryland, Maryland, Tyler, Maryland kept them from from being three and zero at the, in back to back years they lost to Maryland. So, yeah, Arkansas was in there. Remember when Arkansas oh, ran yeah. it all over them, pushed them around? Yeah, that was uh, God, that's wild. Two thousand twelve. That see again. You talk about the decade of suck. Like that right there is. Perhaps the the biggest, you know, the biggest example of that. You can't even get to three and zero in the last ten years. Come on, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, and they've had a you know a, a challenging non conference. They they at least have one Power Five school. It seems like if not most years, every other year since twenty twelve. But not a, not every one of those te- like you mentioned Maryland there. Not every one of those teams they were playing that, that year were, was very good. So. They beat Wyoming 3-0 for the first time since 2012, man. It's insane. I, it's just 
not that hard to start three and zero. OU's done it several times, but they'll probably roll into the roll into Dallas with their best record since since 2012. I would say because I think even in 2012 they had one loss uh, going into that season. So it's even been a while since Texas has rolled into the uh, Cotton Bowl undefeated. We'll see if they can do it this year. All right, hour number two of the rush rolls on next. We've got some uh, quarterback rankings nationally. More OUTU and a whole lot more Sooner football. Keep it locked right here on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans.